Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot, brought to you by The Nerdy Show and Dungeons & Doritos. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week, we are continuing our Dogs in the Vineyard series. Before we get to that, I want to take a quick moment to thank everyone who watched us on Sunday for the Dungeon Dome on the One Shot Twitch stream. The Dungeon Dome was our largest stream ever. And we couldn't have done it if you didn't come out to watch it. Thank you so much. You made all the hard work it took to put the dome together worth it. We couldn't have run the dome without the support from our Patreon backers. All the equipment, art, and game materials we bought for the Dungeon Dome were purchased with Patreon dollars. Events like the Dungeon Dome and productions like this podcast are brought to you by listeners like you. Even small contributions add up to help us make amazing things. If you like what you saw in the Dungeon Dome and here on the show, please head over to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and lend us your support. $5 a month gets you access to the one-shot secret archive, which is full of hours of unaired one-shot and campaign content. Quick shout out to my birthday club backers and everyone who's backing at the consultation level. I've just reposted some polls because I think some of you guys missed them. I'm trying to schedule this year's games. Thanks again to all of our Patreon backers and all of you who plan to back in the future. With all that out of the way, let's get to the show. Uh, once everybody is inside, he pulls a book of life out of his jacket and walks towards the temple. I put my hand out and I stop him before he goes any further. Mm-hmm. And I go, Brother Lumpley, I want you to look me in the eyes. I want you to look me in the eyes and tell me you're worthy to lead this congregation right now. All right. We're going to roll. Nice. Uh, so I think this is heart and will. Well, that's 5d6 for my, <laughs> my will, but only two for my heart. <laughs> um, I'm going to also use, I'm going to try very hard not to kill him. Mm, there you go. Which is a 2d4, and I think that's it. I think that's all I got. All right. And... Let's do it. For Lumpley, I have his stats. I've also mm-hmm. included... 2d10 and uh, d4 for his trait small-minded um so since you initiated this you will be the first to put in to ante up i think or okay um you're putting forward five yeah at which point i stopped him and from my hand on his chest i put my hand on his book Mm -hmm. and then Mm. look him in the eye Ooh, love that that's nice he stares back. He puts forward a single die to match your five, um, making this a 10 for his raise. His raise becomes 14 as I add this other die. Brother Benjamin, I can assure you I am well fit to run this congregation. Uh, something that folks from the greater faith might not understand is that Things work a little bit differently in heaven, and people are challenged, and in order to deal with those challenges, we simply follow the providence of the king of life, and sometimes it is more comfortable, and I might say, I might safer to hold our meetings outside. I got a, what is it, a 14? 14. I got a, oh, put these two, so that's 15. Mm-hmm. Put two fives, that's, that's so, 15, right? Yeah. Or, okay, so that's 15. I can do that, right? That's, mm-hmm. okay. I keep my hand on the book, and I go, I'm not entirely sure how you do it out here in heaven, but I do know the way the king of life wants it done. Not just here, not just there. But everywhere. Well, another opportunity comes up for me as I match the two fives you put out there with a single 10, uh, doubling it to 20. Oh, gosh. And now you're dealing with 22. 22. Now, what is most likely going to have to happen is that you will have to put forward three dice. Yeah. That will cause some consequence. Okay. Um, It's probably, it is going to be a minor consequence because right now you guys are not physically fighting. Yeah. Consequences for not physically fighting are reduced to D4s. Okay. So it's not 
terrible. Okay. Mm. Um, okay, let's see here, because I'm at 15, 26, 26, 27, 28, 29. Okay, 30. so, so uh, I yeah. think there's a little bit of confusion. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of telling, I'm confused. This, this right now is yeah. 22, so you oh, have that. to match So I have to match this. him yeah. with this. Oh, gosh. Um, so, and I can do 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. 16, 17, 18, 19. You can also fold, which would end this conflict. Mm-hmm. You have lost the conflict, but it will prevent you from taking, from taking that? that damage. I have said my piece mm-hmm. and back off. All right. Mm. Um, he walks inside. Um, and there's a chill as, as he walks past you. Um, but he takes the pulpit, opens the book of life, um, and begins his sermon. It's short. It's by the book. It's not overly flashy. It's not, uh, comfortable either. Um, it's just walking through the motions, Soraya. You can definitely feel that Mm -hmm. um he's he's saying the words in the book but it's not registering in any meaningful way beyond repeating words on a page Mm -hmm. i after i let go Mm -hmm. i walk away without my coat by the Mm -hmm. way and i go out to where there is some wood somewhere I like literally I like walk out of town until I find a gnarled tree. Well, there's also unfortunately you would love to be able to blow off steam in that way. However, there's a roaring fire. Oh, that's right. And there are vulnerable buildings around. Ah, uh, wait. So I just sit there and like just poke at the fire. Really I, hard. I eyeball him to make sure he's not leaving. Mm-hmm. And then I go inside with, with Sister Mary and I sit with her in one of the pews. Yeah. Yep. And there, like, Sister Mary, while people were sort of gathering, that there were a couple other members of the congregation uh, who came in after Sister Mary, but mm-hmm. sat in the temple immediately um, mm-hmm. that were not part of the larger flock outside. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh you're all sort of sectioned off and everybody else like you're you're looking around the temple at this time and mo- like no one in here seems sinister to you apart from the man really who's sitting in the pulpit mm-hmm. uh outside benjamin you're tending to the fire uh it's a very large fire mm-hmm. there is a lot of wood it's clearly something that everybody took a couple logs from home to lay onto this fire mm-hmm. um there's if that's the only thing that you find comforting about the situation is that the community came together to build this to, to fire build this fire but not a stove <laughs> not a stove could not spare the iron, iron for, for a stove which frankly is ridiculous um but the fire lashes out licks out at you a little bit um it, 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 there's smoke blows in your eyes and mm-hmm. it feels like every time you move to avoid the smoke hitting your eyes, uh, the wind changes to blow the smoke at you again. I, I want to get some of my consecrated soil that I have. Mm, okay. And I like, I think I always keep some like in a pocket. It's a little unceremonious, but I do. And I, as it like blowing in my face with the smoke, I take it out and I, throw it over it okay so this is a sing this is going to be a single roll against the fire okay uh so what you're going to be doing is uh building together your stat pool you'll add a d10 uh i believe it's a d10 for okay where is it is anytime you battle demons and you use fire demon. the using the ceremony anointing with sacred earth that's d8 um a d8 yes yep and also using any sort of ceremonial element um you can uh you can call calling by name invoke the ancients Mm -hmm. laying on hands 
making the sign of the tree, reciting the book of life, singing praise, or three in authority, which um, I think that would take three dogs. So. Yeah, it would take three dogs. Um, so you don't have that, but a- any of those, uh, if you are battling demonic yeah. influence, uh, um, you gain I will. Benefits. I will throw consecrated soil. Um, I will also make the sign of the tree. And uh, sign of the tree is I love. This is one of the things that I absolutely love about role playing games is that there is a number to match everything. Yeah. So making the sign of the tree is a d six. All right, the d six. Uh, what are the other ones? It's um, calling by name, calling invoking by name. the ancients. I invoke the ancients then as well. All right, I feel like that's probably going to be enough. Uh, you also add your stats, uh, whatever your stats are, to the roll. And what stats am I using for this? Uh, it probably will and heart. Will and heart. Yeah, I don't. I don't imagine it would be anything other than that. Or five heart is two d six. And so for this, uh, you're just going to be looking for your high roll, um, and it'll just be your two highest dice added together. Two highest dice are two fives. Okay. So ten. Unfortunately, in this situation, uh, the fire rolled 13. Oh, darn. Um, Benjamin, you are right now doing the things that you are worst at. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. You're really good at a lot involved in dogging, surviving very hostile environments, uh, providing a strong, firm arm when one is needed. Uh, these are things that you excel at. These are the reason that in times of perhaps weakness, you imagine uh, the king of life chose you to be a dog um, because it's when you feel most yourself. Mm-hmm. However, reading the book, saying the prayers, there's still a part of you somewhere that feels you don't deserve it. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And you... Begin to push against the fire again using sacred earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it roars, but away from you, mm-hmm. uh, recoiling almost as if it was in pain. Uh, but then you decide to go harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you uh, invoke the ancients. You make the sign of the tree. And in that, your confidence is weak. Mm-hmm. And the fire can see that. It seizes on it. And... Soon, the smoke returns. It stings your eyes. You hold on to the book of life, uh, clinging to it. Um, It provides you warmth and comfort, but the pain of the fire, it causes you to turn away. Um, It's all needed. And the fire crackles, but (coughs) it crackles with a cadence of laughter. And we return to the sermon just as it's wrapping up uh with that uh i would be remiss if i did not invite sister soraya uh, before the congregation Uh, uh, her and brother benjamin who is right now outside tended to a fire uh, two dogs sent by the faith uh to provide service for this community They will only be here a short time, but uh, we must welcome them with open hearts and open arms. They have brought mail from many relatives, uh, many happy tidings. Uh, Sister Soraya, please. Uh, He steps aside and hands the pulpit over to you. So she gets up and she stands at the pulpit and she looks out at everybody. Kind of gets a read on the room. Brothers and sisters, we're very grateful to be here with you today in heaven. We've traveled a long way over harsh territory, as you know, to be here with you, to bring you the tidings of your family, your friends, the rest of the faith that keeps you in its prayers over long distances. And we're very glad to be of service in that aspect in bringing you this mail and these tidings. We are here to do as dogs do, and we would like to offer ourselves to anyone in the congregation who might need 
help, blessings, work to be done, healing, and anything that you might need, including a a fresh face to talk to or a shoulder to lean on in any way. Please count myself and Brother Benjamin at your disposal. Um, you, You can see that like a lot of the crowd is just like sort of warmly receiving what you're saying. And there is a small portion of people that are nodding with a desperation and, and hope. Uh, and with that, uh, the service is called to an end. Uh, brother Lumpley, uh, ushers everyone outside of the church where you can see Benjamin covered in soot, covered in soot. Yeah standing uh just, just furious just absolutely like, like it's like the end of a physical comedy routine like, yep <laughs> he's like a cartoon character that smoked an exploding cigar yeah. <laughs> just covered in black soot he's like breathing hard just like standing there trying really hard to keep it under control oh brother benjamin uh i i do apologize the the wind out here is uh, mighty strong and some of the logs that uh, people bring uh, aren't, aren't as dry as they could be. That's all right, Brother Lumpley. After all, it's just the wind. <laughs> Soraya's looking at him like, what happened? <laughs> um, and of course, as you say, just the wind uh, whistles in the air as it uh, goes by. Well, uh... I imagine uh, it would be time for you two to uh, tend to some some of the more unpleasant business. Uh, right now, a good portion of the congregation is here for their mail, mm-hmm. uh, which they... Uh, I don't know if you two would like to pass it out, uh, but we do have a prisoner, and we are not equipped to maintain a prison. Uh, so I, I would like the dogs to assess the situation. Of course, Brother Lumpley. But I would like to pass out the mail first, if that is all right. Is that all right with you, Sister Sarai? I think it's only right. All right. I want to do this. You want to do this alphabetical or? <laughs> Just grab a stack and right. read the name out loud. All right. Um, I just go into the, into the uh, well into the into the temple and I get all the mail and I put it out in the front and we start calling out name by name and every time somebody comes up for it I want to shake their hand mm-hmm. and look them in the eye and thank them for building the kingdom the vineyard out this far um yeah and and you do and like there are so many people who are polite and and kind as as they receive the letter um there are so many people just overwhelmed by the number of letters mm-hmm. that are there. Um, and they, and a lot of folks are exchanging their own stack mm-hmm. for you guys to, to bring back to the rest of the congregation. Um, and there, there are others that are just looking at you with, with fear and uncertainty mm-hmm. um, as, as, as they accept it, accept their mail. You you just sense a a general sadness, uh-huh. um, but you know it, it goes smoothly for okay. the most part. Um, is there anybody who doesn't get mail? Like, is there anybody there that shows up for mail? That shows and up for mail and does not get mail. Does everyone at least get something? I think everyone at least gets something. Okay, you know these uh, th- there aren't new people in this town, mm-hmm. um, and their loved ones care for them no matter what. So I'm going to say everybody gets mail, but you you do touch on something there, uh, Benjamin. Not everybody gives mail. Ah, uh, okay. I want to make a note of them who don't give mail. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of it, I go, Bro- brother Jebediah. Oh y- yes, uh, uh, brother brother Benjamin. You must be you must be quite chilly without your coat. I, I, I put my put my hand on his shoulder before he gives it back, and I go. Mm-hmm. Did you like wearing the coat? Y- yes, it, it it did keep me very warm. Good. Remember that feeling, Brother Jebediah. That's yes. what it's like being a dog. 
Y- yes, sir. I take it off and throw it back on. All right. Where's the prisoner? Uh, we have him uh, put up in uh, in my barn. You go back with, with Sister Mary, mm-hmm. who is just over the moon with with the number of letters that she's received. She's mm. she's gotten at least ten letters. She has so many uh, so, so many correspondence to to go through Mm -hmm. um and she is lighter and happier than either of you have seen her in the short time that you've known her um she leads you back to the stable Mm -hmm. um and the you hear a snorting but you don't see uh where it's coming from uh in that stall it's just very dark. Um, uh, now I, I told this to uh, to Brother Benjamin yesterday. Uh, we, my husband, uh, before he he took ill, uh, acquired a freshly broken horse, and it's uh, still a bit ornery. Oh, they they can be ornery. I understand. How did he acquire it? Oh, it was a trade. Uh, some some nice folks in the congregation uh, t- took a kindness on us. We we needed a horse to to move things around. Uh, the ox that we have is getting quite quite old in years and ain't as strong as it used to be. Um, we didn't really have enough to to trade, but uh, Brother Lumpley stepped in and said that that generosity is is its own reward and. We got this horse in exchange, and it it does good work. It just, well, you know, animals uh, sometimes they they're shiftless. They they don't move at all. You you hardly notice them, and other times your your life is in their hooves, so to speak. Hmm. Do you mind if I take a look? I've I've got a keen eye for horses. Well, far far be it for me to. Question of the dog, Sister Soraya. Um, so the stall is like before she goes over. Black, I put right? my put my hand on her shoulder, and because mm-hmm. apparently that's something that Benjamin does. And uh, <laughs> these big meaty hands, he's got to like, use them. Uh, and he goes, "That's the one." The one you headbutted. That's the one I headbutted. Yeah. Yeah, and how did he like that? You know, he didn't seem to mind much. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So the stall is completely, is like real dark, mm-hmm. which is weird because it's daylight. So Soraya kind of gently, but real confidently makes her way over to the stall. Peering inside, like you can see that some light is shining in, um, reflecting off of the two wet eyes of this horse. Um, it snorts. And rising into the light is the steam of its breath. It's a very fine horse. He, uh, he's a worker. He's a demon, that's what he is. Now, you use that word very lightly, Brother Benjamin. I apologize. Nothing wrong with a spirited horse. Yeah, just depends on the spirit. Um and with 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 that statement the horse steps up gets to its feet um shakes its mane a little bit and walks over to look at you which is in and of itself unusual horses don't really care usually when they're being looked at but this one does mm-hmm. um it gets an eye on you you're also struck that this horse it's it couldn't be but it's almost as if it's trying to look at you straight on. Mm-hmm. Well, Soraya's not stupid enough to put her hands in there um, to a horse she doesn't know. But she stands real close to the the gate, sort of, so that if that horse wants to come closer and smell her or whatever, that it can. Um, and that she's not doing anything. She's just standing real still and taking a look at it. And the shadow of this beast draws closer to you um and you can feel it looking at you 
and something inside you, something small, something that you thought you put to bed ages ago, way back at that trial, wakes up. There's a strong face that you're putting on, but you're not all there. There is mm-hmm. a part of you that is starting to panic as the horse draws near and with a deep breath sniffs the air. And with that, oh man, with that rumbling, high-pitched call that horses have, it lets out that breath with a with a sputter. Soraya kind of glances at Benjamin, who is trembling with silent something beside her. Um, Benjamin, Benjamin is standing behind her towards the, the back of the stable, uh, towards the door. He's got his axe. He's just like, you can hear him wring his hands, like, across the wood of his axe. You know what you need to do? So do it. So what are the differences here between the elements of ceremony? Like... So it's all in the ceremony that you're performing. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's if you're going to attempt to exercise this horse, it's what uh, what are you doing in order to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, the most powerful one you choose is going to be the damage dealt out to this demon when you have a, a strike that hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it does not need to escalate to be a physical conflict. You right. can confront, you can confront demons yep. just with words, or you can punch this horse in yeah. the mouth. <laughs> punch this horse in the mouth. Um, Benjamin's ringing the axe, and Sarai's like. Sister Mary? Uh, y- yes, Sister Soraya. Have you had trouble with this animal? Um it does what it's need what it needs to do. Be plain, Sister Mary. It's thrown one of my sons. No bones broken. It was a mighty scary afternoon. And uh it's not a smooth ride ever, if you're gonna ride it. Man, it takes longer to put on a saddle than than I think it should. Sounds like a regular ornery horse to me. But. Are you serious? But I got a feeling about this, and so is Brother Benjamin. You might want to step outside, Sister Mary. Yes, Sister Soraya. She grabs her letters, holds them to her chest, and heads indoors. So I'm going to start with making the sign of the tree. The horse does not like that at all. Yeah, I didn't think you would. Is there any way I can help? Yes. Actually, there is. You can both be a part of this conflict. Okay. Hooray. Because I'm not going to let her go and do this alone. Well, yeah, I didn't think you would. (laughs) I don't know. I might have. I assumed (laughs) that standing there squeezing the axe in your hands was not all you were going to do here. (laughs) I squeeze it so much harder. Oh, squeeze that axe so hard. Well, it didn't go so well for me last time. You got so. splinters. No, I got sooted. Oh, yeah, you did. But, hey, if you're there to help, maybe All I'm, right. I'll be okay. So I make the sign of the tree. I do as well. It gets louder. It whinnies hard. I'll take the rest of it that's in my pocket of the consecrated the soil earth, and yeah. throw it over it. With that, the horse rears back its front hooves, kicking at the door. So that's a D8 for that, a D6. Wait, uh, what are we doing? You're putting together your oh, um, dice okay. pool. Uh, so, I, am, I'll, I will also invoke six. the ancients. Yeah, I'm also gonna invoke the ancients. And I don't know, I don't know any of the uh, any of the the book of life. I can't recite any of it. You but, could. I, but I will sing praise. <laughs> I'll uh, recite some of the Book of Life. Um, and if you guys have any traits that you think apply, oh, yeah. good time to use traits. Um, let's see here. So D8 for keen on animals. I helped the King of Life heal that boy. I belong. There we go. 2D6 for I'm a dog. Um, I die for this faith and for my fellow dogs as well. That's a D10. Perfect. Thrown in the D4 for scared of violent confrontation. Because I need this to go well. 
Um, I got my fiery temper from my mother because <laughs> um, I'm that's two d four. And then does it? How do we use the relationship dice? Uh, well, you are if you are in a scene with somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they are in the scene with you, you can use the dice. Or if they are what is at stake. Oh, and generally speaking. Before we do rolls, and this is a thing that I just now realized I've been forgetting to do, yeah. we establish the stakes okay. for the scene. What do you guys want out of this scene? I want to either exercise the demon from this horse, or if the horse is itself a demon, shut that down. Same. Same on my side. I want to either exercise the horse or cut its head off with my axe. I will. I, I'll, I'll talk you down to remove demonic influence. Yeah, let's remove do that. Demonic influence. I was gonna yeah. say if we have to kill it, we're gonna have to leave that mule here for them. Like give my horse. Because I feel bad. You can't ride the mule. It's not big enough. I know. I walk. You walk back. I walk back. You are so stubborn. <laughs> okay, Just so like I'm gonna throw mule. two d6 in because Benjamin is here with me. And I'll throw a d6 in because Sarai is here. Right. Perfect. Cool. And then we do. What, Will and Hart, I guess? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Will, Will and Hart, I think. Uh, I could see... Uh, hmm. Do you think mine is acuity? You, you is that could, what you're thinking? You could make an argument for acuity on, on, on yours. Um, acuity and Hart or acuity and Will? Probably acuity and Will. Because, again, you're keen on animals, is my thought. So this might be a... But yeah, yeah excising is... a demon, I think, is is got to be tied up in will. And before you roll, I have to ask, have you guys confronted a demon before? Uh, Soraya has not, and she did not expect it to be a horse. Um, Nightmare I did fuel. earlier today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I honestly don't think Benjamin has up to this point. I honestly think he did that just as a reflex. Mm-hmm. And well, then... it's training. It's basic training. Yeah. And then uh, was... A little flabbergasted that something fought back. Mm-hmm. So like he was like, "That's round one. This is yeah. round two. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he was probably like, "What the? What is that about the fire?" Okay. Okay. I think we're ready. I think we're ready. Let's, let's right. roll this. It sucker. is very weird for me to roll this many dice at one time. I can I can barely hold them, ladies and gentlemen. All right, and since Soraya is the one who initiated this conflict, you mm-hmm. can decide uh, which dice you would like to put forward first. And it's always two. So you always start with two. Yeah, you always you you always put two forward uh, when you're raising. Uh, the only times when you wouldn't be is if it's the last die you have, or if you just helped somebody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but you can call uh, with as many dice as you like. So this is a seven. Seven. All right. And everybody has to call. I will put forward it's a seven It's been a long time call. since I played poker. Uh, I'm going to put forth eight. Are you, I mean, oh. you, if you can, you might want to put forth just seven to just call. Seven? Yeah, let's just put forth yeah. seven. Seven. Okay, and um, because you are calling with, huh, that's because it's not coming at you. Yeah, I'll deal with that later. All right, uh, with that, I think, what it, what is your initiating thing, uh, Soraya? Is this, oh, okay, so am I starting with making the sign of the tree? So You're starting making said. the sign of the tree. Okay. okay, so I make the sign of the tree. Um, yeah, and the horse is is whinnying and roaring inside. It it bucks at uh, the door. Um, it's powerful hooves uh, connecting with this ramshackle piece of wood, uh, and then the horse lunges its head forward, um, slamming its body against the gate, uh, and you can see its long neck coming through and the hair uh, in its mane wildly flailing in the air as it snorts. Um, And it appears that the shadows behind it start to grow as it bites and snaps at the air. Uh, It puts forward 14. Okay. So it's his turn? It's Benjamin's turn? 
right. well, first you have to call. Oh. Because it just raised with a 14. So you have to take your dice and make 14. And I am betting for some of you, that means you'll have to use three. And if you have to use three, uh, there's going to be consequences. Okay. And that's 14, not including what I've already got down. Right. Got it. And now it has to be out of the new set of dice. So the dice that you've put forward um, before um, Uh to call, like, they're gone. They're gone. Okay. So it's, I need to make 14. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to need to make three. 12. Does it have to be just 14 or can we raise it as well? Uh, it it doesn't have to be, uh, but it's probably better if, if it, it is. Like is. you, you want to use as few resources as possible. That's fine. Yeah. So you're putting forward three. 12, um, 13, 14. One of these dice is uh, going to be set aside because it will become a consequence die. Got it. And okay. the conflict is over. Mm-hmm. And that consequence die is actually going to be a D4 because, again, right now these are just angry wards between you guys and a horse. Amazing. <laughs> um, happens. So you call and uh, Drew, uh, well, how do you guys call? What, what does it look like? Is this creature is like going for you, snapping at you, whinnying? I put the consecrated soil right in its face. Nice. It lets out a horsey scream. And what's your raise? My raise is, so I'm at 6, 12, 13, 14. Just one dice, right? Yep. Um, well, four, no, your raise can be two dice. Right, it's always two dice unless you you helped somebody last round. Uh, I'm going to raise it to 11. 11. I'm going to raise Oof. 11 on that. So that's 14. Uh, that's 25. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, you're no. just, again, it's, you're it's just, just your new raise. Yeah. Yes. It's 11. 11. So okay. 11 is a thing. I am going to have this horse escalate this conflict. Oh. Um, so an escalation. Bring it on. I can reroll. Yeah. You're going to fight a horse. The horse bursts through, uh, the gate, smashing it aside and steps out before you rearing back um its front hooves sort of swinging at you and i need to make 11 so it calls you at 11 and now soraya it is turn is your turn to raise we get to re-roll something don't we yes if you want to engage physically with this horse you can that's only if we if you that's only if you want to punch the horse i will engage (laughs) i will engage the horse you were waiting to say that yeah yeah and all you like you also have to decide whether you want to escalate it further and use weapons um if you're bringing in any part of your gear Mm -hmm. um that's a thing that you can do um also be aware that if you excise this demon with words there's a chance that there's still a horse under there. Mm. Right. If you punch it, that you might, might that horse kill the might horse. Be dead. Okay. Then, but you it know also how might I be am what you need to do. Yeah. yeah. I I feel like I feel like Benjamin wants to. Like he like goes oh, to always wanted to fist fight a horse. Yeah. It's the manliest thing he's ever heard. Or <laughs> <laughs> bench press this horse and throw it across the prairie. Yeah. Um. Right. But I feel like you go first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do I have to meet whatever just was put down? Or so no. y- yeah, you do have. So it's act- it's your turn to raise, right? Okay. Now. So I think you do call Drew's eleven, though. Yeah. Because so because these- in order to stay in the conflict, you have to call everything that comes out. So this twelve that I have here is done. I just put yeah, that up that's to the done. Side. Okay. Still got that. So I have to put down eleven to stay in. Yep. Otherwise, like when this horse bursts forth, it'll like cause you to be unconscious or have to. Maybe your mm-hmm. animals will run away and you have to go get them. Okay, so here's 11. All right. That is definitely going to be another consequence die. Okay. And then it's my turn. It is your turn. And I'm pretty sure rolls are open, so you can know I have an 8, a 4, and a 1. Okay. 8, a 4, and a 1. You need to state that in the very beginning. Oh, yeah. we, we did say that, yeah, though. I said that. that. I just didn't grab... You didn't grab the die for The oh, die for Okay. It. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I just yeah. realized that it's a four and not a six. Um, So should I roll that? Yeah, I just rolled that there? and it doesn't matter. Three. Okay. Um, okay, so 
And now, because the last one was what eleven, I have to raise it to hi- something higher than eleven. Well, right? I no? mean, these are all gone. they're all done. These okay. are all gone. Got it. So, um, your your raise is a fresh raise. Okay. And strategy note, because nobody has played this before, mm-hmm. I think you would probably want something higher than an eight. So I can't simply call it with one die and right. double the power of that eight. Right. Go high. That's what I was thinking at this stage. You will call the nine. And it is, so uh, you're reciting from the book now Mm -hmm. um, as he is uh, lunged out, um, swinging his hooves at Benjamin. Um, Are you advancing as you call the book or are you just uh, standing there? I'm standing. So you stand firm against the book. Uh, The horse lands its hooves in the ground uh, and turns its attention to you. It's midnight black, almost oily looking fur uh, glistens in the sunlight. There are such deep shadows in its hide. It turns towards you and again rears up as you read louder from the book. It puts forward the last raise, which is going to be a four. So we have to meet the four? So you just have to meet the four and it's over. Six. Boom. Actually six. uh, Put that five too, so... I'll go as high as I possibly can. Crushed it. Um, so with that, like, uh, with her reading from the book, her words start to echo out across the landscape. Um, she gets louder and firmer as the horse draws near her. She doesn't flinch or turn away. And she finishes her prayer, snapping the book shut. Um, that causing a big echo, too. And the horse lands in the ground um and it doesn't look quite as black as it looked before um the beast is much more demure and actually i'll take it a step further and say that uh, it bends down its two front legs in something of a bow uh for a second before you Sariah, holding the book of life then its back legs go down too and it sits, uh, snorting now demurely in the snow. We have to deal with our consequences. consequences. That was a 1d4 for me. Oh, boy. Okay. So 1d4. Uh, so you've got, uh, Allie, 2d4 that you got to roll. Um, yeah. And Drew, just one. Just the one. Roll them. Roll? Yep. One. One altogether? Yeah, because I only had one total. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I got confused. Uh, that is a four for me. Okay. Uh, so, very mild consequences. This is, uh, you can choose to subtract one from one of your character stats for the next conflict. Hmm. Take a new trait rated at 1d4 for your next character, for your next conflict, or change the dice of one of your character's relationships to d4s for the next conflict. I'll take it to my stat. So it's take away from one of your stats? Is that what it says? Yeah, so it's in temporarily okay. for the next conflict. So mine will be a 2d6 in body. Perfect. Uh, I can take down one of my traits to a d4, to 1d4? Or? Yes. Yeah, it's take a new trait oh, rated new, at d4. Write a new trait, basically. Yeah, and it will be something that you carry forward to the next conflict. Okay. Um, I want to do that. I want to bring a new trait. I feel like it has something to do with being distrustful now. I feel like I'm... I want to say, like, I don't trust animals now. Um, <laughs> it's either that or... It's it has to do with my anger. Like my anger is just that much more. Mm. Uh, so I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna call it "Hell hath no fury." Yeah, like a man's rage. <laughs> <laughs> Hell hath no fury. Like a bear man scorned. Like a bear man. Oh, hell hath no fury. Like a lumberjack yeah. insulted. Uh, no, Lumberjack Shamed. Lumberjack Shamed. That's Perfect. That's good, yeah. 1D4. So, super angry. All right. Uh, but with that, uh, you managed to lead the black horse, the now mundane black horse, back inside its stable, which is just as well lit as the other stables were. 
it's like you see so many more details in there now. Uh, you grab your animals, you gear them up, and you ride out to Lumpley Smith's estate. Hey, heroes, we're taking a quick break in the episode for a message from our sponsor this week. And because me reading copy would be kind of boring, we've invited the crew of the Minoc to read an ad instead. A huge thank you to the Nerdy Show for sponsoring us this week. I'll let the crew of the Minoc take it away. Okay, so we got sent ad copy from one of our sponsors for our message... My messages are podcast. The ghost podcast? No, not the ghost one. Not oh. the ghost one, the advice one. It's oh. the advice one's really popular. We should start a ghost advice podcast. What is it? Advice we for should. ghosts? No, advice for, for For how to deal with your ghosts. Yeah. I feel like we've been really digging into the science and the information. What people want to know is what to do. So I feel yeah. like if you so start a ghost advice podcast, you're gonna get lots of questions from ghosts asking about haunting people. What's the What's the advertisement? Oh, right, right, right. Um, okay. Are you hungry for adventure? No. Do you crave hilarious and perilous RPG podcasts with a side of crunchy corn chips? Well, don't bother rolling perception. Look no further than Dungeons and Doritos. Dungeons and Doritos is an epic tabletop audio drama, a cinematic chronicle of mayhem-filled, morally questionable quests for wealth, honor, and savory snack foods. Journey with Jamella. A sensual dragonborn from okay. the steam tunnels. Now I'm listening. Now what are these tunnels. steam tunnels? Steam tunnels. I, I don't want to know. And is it always steamy there? And what? does the steam make anything wet? Well, wait, there's, there's a little bit more. There's Barty, the dagger happy gleeman. Now, now we've gotten off of what's the a, steam tunnels a, and the sexy woman in the steam tunnels. Well, what's maybe they'll come back. Maybe they'll come back. I can't take that chance. Uh, we've got Jen E. Fear. A uh, too cool Jenny? for school tiefling. Jenny Fear. Uh, Jenny Fear. You sure you're Jenny. not just pronouncing Jenny? Too cool for Jenny school. Fear. Jenny. And no one's too cool for school, right? That's oh, wrong. plenty of people are. No, no. I was way too cool for school. No, we worked very hard, and no one's too cool for school, and everyone has to do the homework. Mm, that sounds fake. It is. No, it's well, yeah, that is fake. It's a lie, Where but it's a lie Lim? for a good purpose. Where is Lim? Okay, we've got. What, we got Lefty, the pirate queen with a heart of gold. Okay. Vimek, the stalwart Goliath shaman. And Chair, a dining room chair turned okay. into a nude, mud-caked dwarf. Oh, I liked wait the chair Wait a second. Part. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. I like the chair. The chair was turned into a dwarf? That seems counterintuitive. Yes. yes. Well, this is an RPG podcast. I don't know what is... that means. And well, don't talk to me like I'm less intelligent than you just because I don't know what the words you're saying It's mean. a rocket-propelled grenade podcast. They talk about, I'm sure, all different kinds of weapons. And, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> See, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's more like fantasy role-playing. Oh, gross. Yeah, ew. No, I'm, I'm into that. No. So there's a wet tunnel with a fantasy role-playing. Well, you turn, you turn the steam tunnel into a wet tunnel. Well, steam will be wet. It I, has I to condense. He's that. got you there. He's got you there. It's going to be moist at best. No, it's like uh, it's like fun sword and sorcery sort of adventure storytelling. It's a tabletop role-playing brought to life with sound effects and an original score. Can you imagine if we had an original score in our lives? Every job we take is an original score. Not the same meaning. <laughs> I don't know what you mean then, and you're talking to me like I don't know what I mean. See, this is an episodic adventure from the fine folks at the Nerdy Show Network. And you can find the entire series at DungeonsAndDoritos.com, on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you pick up your podcasts. I actually know that network. They're, uh, they're very good. The Nudie Show Network does some very tasteful stuff, um, some very nerdy, filthy stuff. Nerdy Show. But the I'm thing sorry? is... Nerdy Show. Nerdy, nerdy Show. No. Nerd, uh, Nudie Show Network no, is nerdy what show. I'm familiar with. That's different. But how do they... How does... If it's audio only... Oh, yeah. They, they could be wearing clothes, though. You'd know. Trust would me, you? the sounds that they're making, no person wearing clothes could make. What what kind of sounds would those even be? I'm wearing clothes and I can't make them, but if you'd like me to get undressed... No, 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 we don't. No, it's fine. I'll oh, no! no. Uh, hey, come on. Okay, so... No. Oh, it's happening. <laughs> and you were so... It's you were, happening. You were so close to not wearing clothes already. What are you doing? Mm, just making some of my mouth noises. Signature mouth noises. Is that something that they do on the Nudie Show Network? It's almost exclusively mouth noises. Ugh. Okay, well, I can guarantee that the Nerdy Show Network does not make mouth noises. They're very cleanly edited audio, 
and they have a lot of podcasts, not just Dungeons and Doritos. What other ones? Um, well, <laughs> we'll see you in the steam tunnels. <laughs> well, I guess that's the best we could have hoped for from the crew of the Minoc. But you can find more great shows like Dungeons and Doritos, Ghostbuster Resurrection, The Nerdy Show Theater, and more at nerdyshow.com. Thanks once again to The Nerdy Show for their sponsorship this week. We really appreciate it. And now we bring you back to Dogs in the Vineyard. It's a short ride. He's he's not too far from town. You can see that uh, he's got a decent amount of land, strong fences around it too. They're healthy and fat-looking animals uh, that are right now grazing in a small patch that has thawed away um, in the snow. You can also see that uh, his barn is like of moderate size. Like mm-hmm. it's enough to hold a good amount of animals um, as you approach your overwhelmed with the stench of farm life Mm -hmm. you ride inside and lumpley is waiting for you uh looks like he is feeding a couple animals that that are in there hope you didn't find too much trouble uh, finding the place uh. no we just had a quick errand to run i'm too angry to talk (laughs) yeah I'm i'm looking at him like don't you talk don't you talk benjamin well, of course, I imagine there's a lot to tend to in this community and not having seen dogs in quite some time. Uh, but the the man, the thief in question, is uh, sitting in uh, the, the barred stall at the, at the end. Uh, we keep it as warm and humane as we can. Uh, but like I said... Our community is not equipped to deal with a prisoner. You've never had trouble with anybody before. We have had troubles in the past with outlaws and scoundrels passing through. Uh, It is always a difficult community decision. Uh, Most of the time, the punishment is exile. That's a chilling thought. You know, exile. Out here? Out here means sending an ill-equipped person off Mm -hmm. to die. And uh, how long has the thief been in custody? Only a few days. In my stewardship, I obviously received many messages from the King of Life, and something told me that it would be appropriate to... Wait and let other eyes and other hands do this work. Uh, if if you don't mind, I've got other animals to tend to, and I imagine two dogs will sort through this work just fine. He walks out, uh, rolls the barn door a little bit more shut, leaving it open enough for you guys to have some light, um, but shutting out most of the cold and the wind. So we head down the the corridor of the barn to the stall where the prisoner's being kept and we take a look yep sarai you're first to arrive Mm -hmm. and you see a man who is bound up in heavy winter clothing uh he he does not look good or healthy his skin is very very pale um he sort of looks up at you from behind uh a thick woolly beard and greasy ravaged hair um and goes well you're you you ain't from around here are you uh and then looming behind you soraya is benjamin benjamin looks down into the stall and sees a very familiar face and, and Jim, benjamin literally goes oh shit jimmy I'll be a son of a bitch. Aw, Jimmy. Ben, what are you doing out here? What the hell are you doing out here, Jimmy? I was just... I was passing through. I was... I'm trying to find work. And I got caught up with these Looney Tunes. People around here are crazy, Ben. Crazy. They're following that religion. Yeah, I know, Jimmy. 
everyone around here. It, it's just like they said in the camps. Just like they said in the camps. These people are crazy. They're liable to do anything. I'm just passing through all of a sudden, struck down from my horse. I'm in the dirt. I, I, I'm cold. I don't understand. They they hold me here. Uh, the the What's his name? The frog man says that he's got the authority because he's got stewardship over this whole area. What legal authority allows him to do this? Not legal authority, Jimmy. It's it's a, well, you got to help me. You got to help me, Ben. You got to get me out of here. They tell you why they keep you. They call me a thief, which I ain't never done nothing in my whole life. To tell the truth. Definitely not telling the truth about never having done nothing. Yeah, in yeah, his that, whole that's immediately life. right. I that's was like, the face that well, he's making. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not. Look. It's not like Jimmy and I were, were, were good people beforehand. It's not like I was a good person beforehand. Things change now. That's not what I asked you. Is you telling the truth? Jimmy, look, no, look me in the eyes, Jimmy. You got to tell me. You got to tell me honestly, Jimmy. Did you take anything from these people? I, I, I took things, Would you? But, but I did not take everything that they said that I took. All right, what'd you take, Jimmy? He uh, put moves his head down. He looks a little ashamed. Um, a couple of folks around here got a smoke smoke houses out and passing through. There's not a lot around here, um, and I didn't think it would matter if I just took enough to keep me going for the day. You took food, Jimmy. I took. I took just a little bit of smoked meat, not even the good stuff. It, it was mostly sinews and fat, just enough to keep me going. I there, I had no supplies. It was either take that or die. I got. Is that all you took? That's all I took. I swear. How long were you here before they caught you? I I was just passing through. I was only here a day. I was only here a day. I rolled into this place late at night. Everything was shut down. I knocked on doors and and people turned me away. I asked, I asked, but I got I got fed up with getting turned away because if I got turned away anymore, uh, there wasn't going to be a Jimmy by sunrise. I know, Jimmy. I know. I know. I feel terrible. In most places, you know, they'd they'd put you in stocks or something. But they they shut me up in this dark barn. They barely, barely feeding me anything, and I feel like I haven't seen the sun in so long. I don't even know how long I've been here. All right, all right, Jimmy. I believe you, Jimmy. Look, these people—they're my people, Jimmy. What are you talking about, Jimmy? I'm one of them. All right. You see the coat. He's like looking at you like he's seeing you for the first time. No, 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 Jimmy. Don't don't you look at me like that, Jimmy. Don't you look at me like I'm somebody strange. It's me, Jimmy. Oh, well, you're you're the sort of person that just keeps someone in no, a barn? No, Jimmy, I'm not. I'm not the kind of person that keeps people in barns. It's my job, Jimmy, to go around and make sure this stuff does not happen. Well, then you got to you got to tell them that I'll do whatever it takes. I'm I'm sorry. I'll I'll work it off. I'll 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 send money from somewhere or something. I'll pay him back. I don't I, I go, don't want to be here. I go I pick up Jimmy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just reach down and I pick him up and I give him a huge hug. And I hold him for a, a bit and I go, "Jimmy, it's okay. It's going to be just fine." Jimmy. Uh, some tears are definitely falling. I, thank you. Thank you, Benjamin. <laughs> it's all right. It's it's a miracle. James. This is a miracle. James, listen to me. We're going to go. You're going to tell them the truth. All right? If you're going to need to work it off, you'll work it off. If you need to pay it off, you'll pay it off. You are my flesh and blood. And I will not see anything happen to you. Unless you've lied to us. And if that has happened, Jimmy, don't say anything. If that 
happens, Jimmy, I am within my rights and I will, I will do what I need to do. He nods. All right. All right, then. I'm not going to untie you. All right. Okay. All right. We're going to take you back to town. All right. Okay. All right. Is that all right, Sister Strat? All right. She just nods. Jimmy, you call me Brother Ben. From here on out. That's what you are. You're my Brother Ben. I know. I know, Jimmy. You need to make sure that you tell them I am Brother Ben. You're my brother. Look, It's look, not going to be hard to do I that, understand. Ben. I, I You're my brother. I, look, look. look and it just evolves. What kind of code is that? It's not a code, Jimmy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just respect, all right? It's respect for, for my, my office as a dog, all right? Look, it... Look, there's a lot to explain. No, it's all right, Jimmy. <laughs> no, I got questions. <laughs> all right, you got you got questions, Jimmy. I will happily, happily. Sarai's no, like that's just even better. There. Jimmy, is it all right? I want you to tell me right now. I will tell you about everything that we do and everything that happens to us. All right, about us, people of the faith. Oh yeah, sure, is sure. That, all right, tell me, tell me everything that I need to know. All right. Gonna call you a possible convert for right now. It's just possible, Jimmy. I'm not saying you need to <laughs> you need to convert or anything like that. I'm just saying, are you willing to listen? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll I'll, I'll listen to I'll listen to anything. All right, all right. I'll listen to anything. All right, all right. Um, Sister Soraya, will you take him out to the horses, please? Mm-hmm. I need a minute, Brother Benjamin. I you need-, need to remember. Whose barn this is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna destroy the barn. Alright. Just give me a minute. Alright. So she takes she Jimmy's like hands are bound, so she takes him by like the elbow and mm-hmm. she leads him out. And he blinks as he sees the sun. When in, in the movie, in the, the TV show that is this, <laughs> um they leave and the camera goes back to, to Ben and Ben's clenching, unclenching his hands inside. He puts his he goes, he puts his axe on the on the wall and just like beats beats the walls for mm-hmm. a little bit like he like pounds on the ground he does it until like his hands bleed mm-hmm. and eventually stands up takes his axe slings it over his shoulder and walks out into the light and yeah as as he walks out we see like just a small amount of blood dripping from from the wall and there's just a figure barely substantial it's a shadow just looking at the blood and you can see the shadow of a smile at the wrath put into that wall (sighs) as you exit back into the sunlight did what i had to do well heroes that's it for one shot this week but don't worry we'll be back next week with the conclusion to dogs in the vineyard if you've enjoyed what you've been hearing so far with dogs be sure to check out ali and drew's disney odyssey project at dreams if you happen to miss this sunday's dungeon dome event don't worry the dungeon dome has been archived on our twitch page so you'll be able to watch it in full there We'll also be posting an edited version of the Dungeon Dome on our YouTube page in a couple weeks. If you want to see more events like the Dungeon Dome, you can always follow us at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg to be notified when we go live. While you're waiting for more goodness from the One Shot Podcast Twitch page, you can always check out some of the other fantastic shows on the One Shot Network. Shows like Backstory. Backstory is an ongoing series of interviews with game designers and other notable members of the role-playing community, hosted by Alex Roberts. This show is all about the person behind the work. How did they get into gaming? Why did they start designing? And what are they most excited about in the future? Alex loves getting to know people, and you'll love coming along for the ride. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. And this week, I want to talk about demanding an end to private for-profit prisons. In August 2016, the Department of Justice completed an investigation of the Federal Bureau of Prisons and its private prison contractors. At the time of review, the United States had 14 private federal prisons that were operated by three companies, the Corrections Corporation of America, the GEO Group, 
and the Management and Training Corporation. Their facilities housed 12% of the entire federal prison population, most of whom were considered low security. Yet, the investigation found that private prisons were more dangerous than public ones. Per capita, private prisons reported 28% more inmate-on-inmate assaults and more than twice as many inmate-on-guard assaults than their government-run counterparts did, as well as higher rates of sexual misconduct, drug use, and lockdowns. Most disturbingly, the Bureau of Prisons monitors did not verify whether inmates were receiving basic medical care, and at least two private prisons violated inmates' civil rights by putting them in solitary confinement to deal with overcrowding issues. The Department of Justice published its report, and the Obama administration decided that it would not renew federal contracts with for-profit prisons. However, on February 23rd, Attorney General Jeff Sessions reversed the Obama administration's decision. We shouldn't be surprised either, because according to the International Business Times, a subsidiary of the GEO Group has donated $100,000 to a pro-Trump super PAC during the campaign. And GEO and Corrections Corporation of America combined have donated more than $1.6 million to the Republican Governors Association. This is a clear miscarriage of justice. Thankfully, you can help put an end to it by calling your representatives and letting them know that you do not stand with corporations that are bad at doing their jobs. You can help turn the will of the government against these companies. I found that summary of our private prisons issue, along with the contact information for my representatives and a script to read while I called at makefivecalls.org. If you're like me, you have a little bit of social anxiety about calling your representatives. However, calling is quick, easy, and more effective than you think. If you head over to Make Five Calls, you'll be able to find all sorts of issues that you can call your representatives about and scripts to make that call easier on you. Thanks to Make Five Calls for their information on this issue, and thanks to you heroes for standing up for what's right. OneShot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser looking for an engaged Chicago audience, then be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. And if you're a listener who wants to find a new show, check out An Hour With Your Ex. Comedians Mel Evans and Mark Collum force each other to watch their favorite movies and TV. The title started as a joke, but it led to a marriage. It's still just a podcast. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community. Or look for news on the site at oneshotpodcast.com. If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. One Shot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at peachesandhotsauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes! Okay.